Six years ago, Ellis Hammond's entire mission changed. He was a full-time college pastor with vision and passion, but broke. Now a full-time real estate entrepreneur, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Real Estate Investors, the number one community for faith-driven leaders impacting the world through real estate investing. If you're a kingdom-minded real estate investor or entrepreneur seeking to advance God's kingdom outside the church walls, welcome to the Kingdom REI podcast, where Ellis interviews Christian entrepreneurs and investors focused on advancing God's kingdom through real estate investing. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kingdom REI Podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and with me today, man, I've been waiting for this guest for a long time. I know you have been too. A lot of you reached out about having this guest on the show, so very excited to welcome Ryan Pineda. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Good to see you again. It's been a minute. Absolutely. So last time I saw Ryan, I smoked him on the golf course. I think I think there I we go. You by a couple strokes. I had to give you a few, I think. if I, That's how I remember it, at least. <laughs> honestly i can't even remember it was a while ago i probably sucked back then too so it was all good yeah, definitely you smoked me but we did have a caddy that was when we had that caddy that day that was a pretty oh uh, caddy right before we went out and played that was my first yeah. time that yeah were, were you out of southern highlands yeah. um we went yeah mm-hmm. that's a good experience yeah. dude let me uh let me just pause real quick and pray for us because i know as soon as we get into the show we probably won't take a breath so let me just pray as we yep. as we jump in heavenly father thank you for this time today with Ryan. Thank you for his witness and testimony and what you've done in his life for saving him. And uh, I just pray a blessing over him and and even ask our audience to pray a blessing over him today as we have him on. Would would today be a message that inspires, encourages everyone who's listening under the sound of our voice today? And Jesus, would you be glorified? Would your kingdom be made made bigger in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. So a lot to talk about today, man, but going back to the golf course, we had a conversation, just telling you a little bit about what we do with Kingdom REI, and you're like, hey, it's my vision to build a kingdom community, something that is going to be for entrepreneurs, something that is going to serve kingdom-minded folks. And and I was like, okay, well, that's probably going to put me out of business, but I'm excited for you. And uh, anyways, but you've done it. You've, you at least I've seen some stuff on, you know, you have this wealthy brand, wealthy kingdom. Let's just start there because I want to hear what this is, man, and what, you know, what you're doing inside of this entrepreneur slash kingdom space. Yeah, no. So man, we probably golfed like over a year ago. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've always had this vision to, to bring, you know, Christian entrepreneurs together. And so obviously we just launched wealthy kingdom, um, May 1st. So it's only uh, a month and a half old officially. And, um, you know, obviously I was telling you about it over a year ago. So like, it's always been on my heart and God kind of gave me the vision for it, but I didn't know what the timing was and, and what exactly it was going to look like. And so, you know, really um, like wealthy wasn't, I don't even think you had probably wealthy as a thought, like in terms of bringing all your brands together. No, no, none of that had been started yet. Um, the, the thing that I did was I created the wealthy way back in December of 2021, you know, and, Basically, that was the first um, iteration of like trying to bring faith into business. You know, The Wealthy Way is, for those who don't know, um, it's a book I wrote. Um, We have an app. We have free courses. We have all these these cool tools. And I I wanted to make it as a response to 
this culture that entrepreneurs were, you know, like all the big entrepreneurs had of like, hey, you got to grind, you got to sacrifice. Uh, you know, if, if you look at all the top entrepreneurs right now, it's like very few are Christians. You know, most are, you know, uh, Scientologists, atheists, uh, no faith, whatever. And I'm like, man, dude, this is a problem um, because they're giving advice based on things that um, are are not biblical. And people are taking it as the gospel in the business space because they have no one else to look up to. So I kind of put it on myself and I'm like, I'm going to create this thing called the wealthy way that teaches people how to live a truly purposeful life, you know? And, you know, we, we talk about obviously the business side of things and, and what being wealthy in business looks like, but we also talk about what being wealthy in your family looks like and be having great relationships and, you know, having great faith and having great health, all those things really define wealth, not just money. So I made that decision, you know, back in December of 2021. And I was like, man, should this just be a Christian thing? Cause there's so many Christian elements in wealthy way. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make it for the masses and I'm going to give it away for free. You know, I could have just like created its own program and you know, all this stuff. I'm, I, I'm just going to give it away for free because I think it's important. And um, people really resonated with the message. And, you know, people like yourself have have been drawn to some of the things we're doing because it's very different than just like what every other event or guru or whatever is doing. Like a lot of these people don't have kids. They don't have faith. They don't have any of these things. And so, you know, I I see that there's a huge need out there, but you know, long story short, I knew I wanted to do a Christian specific one at some point. I just didn't know when. During Christmas Eve, the next year, so 2022, dude, God just gave me this vision. And I literally just, I got on my computer and I just started typing it out. I just typed out the entire plan. I was like, okay, this is what it's going to look like. This is what we're going to do. Here's how it's going to function and sustain itself and everything. And you know, I wrote it all out and I was like, okay, here's the needs. Like we need a pastor. We need this, we need that. And then, um, you know, as time went on, I was like, I'm not going to rush it. God is just going to reveal who those people are when his timing is right. And, you know, everything just started to line up. And then, you know, May 1st, we launched wealthy kingdom. So, you know, it's been a long time in the making for sure. So what, so what would you say like the problem you're trying to solve in wealthy kingdom right now? The big problem is you know, there's not a ton of places for Christian entrepreneurs to connect, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I, I some churches have business groups and stuff. I've seen that, you know, there's groups like yours, there's groups, uh, I think there's like the Christian Business Network or something like yeah. I've seen. Yeah, but overall, yeah, there's just not a ton of resources, especially like on social media, like where right. everyone knows. Yeah, dude, like, is, like right? honestly, that was what I think made us stand out so much early on is like all of the Christian business networks are like you go on their websites, dude, it's a bunch of old gray head men. Like that's literally what it is, man. And there's a very yeah. few you know, very few young guys in this space really leading communities like this. Yeah, especially on social media, right? Yeah. And I've, I've been to like one of those events and you're right. It's like all old dudes who've whatever, right? It's I mean, like, we need old dudes, but to your point, like, you know, you got to attract the, the youth too. Yeah, I think that was one thing. Like, it's just, it's it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, number two is, you know, somebody's got to unite all these people. So who's it going to be, right? Like who's going to attract these youthful entrepreneurs who are the next generation, who understand social media, who know that like they're going to have influence, uh, not only just in their local communities and business, but on social media and, and you know, potentially worldwide, right? 
And so I was like, man, dude, as I was looking at the landscape, I was like, I'm just going to have to do this. So, mm. you know, I did it and, you know, people were like, okay, so what is it? Right. Is it, is it a money grab? Is it just another business? And that was one thing that I was super cautious about because to be truthful, like my other businesses, they're businesses, they're, they're meant to make money and provide, you know, good services. This loses money. And I still get Christians who are like, wait, well, why does it cost money to join? And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. All right. So, <laughs> you know, and I, and I do my best to explain it. Like, and then I'm like, every dollar you get, you know, goes towards staff and guest speakers and events. Right. And yeah. uh, it goes towards marketing to grow the community and run ads and, you know, all these things, right? Like I don't make anything from it, but what, what we do is we have a, a weekly call. Um, led by our head pastor, Maddie Montgomery. He's a pastor out in Tennessee. I actually met him about a year ago at a big conference here called the Altar Conference in Vegas. Him and Derek Carr um, hosted it together. And, you know, now both of them are my really good friends. You know, Maddie started to mentor me after that event. And it's just been a great relationship. And um, that's cool. Know, so I he's kind of coming in teaching formation type kind of stuff on a weekly yep. basis. Yeah, yeah. So he's been mentoring me for over a year, well before Wealthy Kingdom. And, you know, when I told him about the vision for Wealthy Kingdom, um, I didn't immediately ask him to kind of like be the head pastor for it. But, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm looking, I don't know. And he's like, well, I would throw my hat in the ring. You know, I didn't want to distract from his ministry. You know, he's got a, a growing church and everything else. So I didn't want to be like, yo, I, can you do this? He was obviously the right guy. So mm you know, we have these, um, these weekly calls. Then we also have events that we're throwing every month. So last month we went to Mexico and built homes. And so it was super cool to see, you know, people from all over the country just join very first month. They're meeting me in Mexico and we're building homes and, and we're going to have big events too. Like, you know, our specialty is throwing events. So yeah. we're going to have massive, you know, just worship events and I'll bring in top pastors and athletes and celebrities who are, are, you know, we know are spirit filled and all that. So yeah, the events aren't going to be a problem. The big thing that I think we solve and that I'm most excited about, but I'm also most, uh, <laughs> I don't say stressed out about, but like, I know it's such a big undertaking is we're launching local Bible studies all over the country. So you know, one of the things is, you know, we go to our members and we're like, hey, you know, if you want to lead a Bible study, like that's the next phase of discipleship, right? You don't have to like come up with your curriculum. We literally have the curriculum. We already have the studies. They're created for you. You just got to be willing to lead and, you know, have the venue and, you know, be that leader. So, you know, in the span of just starting, we had, I think like 40 people say, yes, I want to lead. So, you know, our, our process right now has been this last month, we did background checks, we did interviews. Really? Kind of, wow. Yeah. You know, we got to make sure that obviously they're legit, you know? So we did background checks, interviews, all that stuff. Like Jesus said, you got to count the cost. We told him, Hey, this is the cost of what you have to do. Like, you know, you got to be able to show up every single week. This is not uh, just like a random thing. And you got to commit to the next five months. Cause we're doing it in, in semesters basically of like, Hey, from July to November, you know, we have Bible study, we take December off, then January to May, we have Bible study, we take June off. And so we're going to launch 40 Bible studies nationwide here next month, Amazing! Um, right after WealthCon. And I'm super excited about that. And I'm super excited to, you know, we're going to have hundreds of Bible studies nationwide. And 
The Bible studies are completely free for anyone to attend. So you don't have to be a part of Wealthy Kingdom or anything. You know, like anybody can invite their friends to the Bible studies and learn about Jesus, you know, get around other entrepreneurs who are, you know, trying to grow in their faith and their business. And it just, that, that kind of thing does not exist. So and you're so, taking something virtual where people sign up to be a part of, and then kind of trying to bring that into a local community via a Bible study yep, pathway yeah, or whatever. Because virtual is not enough, you know, yeah. like at the end yeah. of the day, you need local brothers and, and sisters in Christ totally. that can hold you accountable that you can do life with. And, you know, it's great. Social media is, is both good and bad, right? It's great that we can connect and, and talk so easy and freely and we know what other people are doing, but there's nothing like in-person meetings. And, you know, all of this started from the last five years. I've, I've held a Bible study at my office. So every Wednesday I have a Bible study. I've done it for five years and I've seen the life change you know, in the men in the Bible study. Mm. And, you know, I didn't think it was anything crazy until one of my pastors brought it up and they were like, yeah, what you do is not normal because like most churches have a Bible study and like, maybe it's for uh, a few months or whatever. And then, you know, that that's, it's done. And he's like to have something for five years, that just keeps growing and people keep wanting to come and invite their friends. And it's not normal. And to not be affiliated with a church either where it's just like it's funneling from within is is really crazy to come up with your own studies and all that. So I didn't think anything of it. But then the more I looked at it, the more I realized this stuff doesn't exist. You know, that's, people, bro, I think that's an amazing vision. You're going to put 40 Bible studies across the country. I know you'll do a lot more than that. But I mean, to get people into the word of God and you think about in a time where more than anything, we need a source of truth that people can lean on. And then you're leveraging this idea of like, Hey, this is a business type thing. I, I mean, I think it's incredibly attractive. I'm super excited for it. I'll show you this real quick. This is uh, our what one of the the studies looks like. Make sure and, you can share yeah, our uh, pastor Maddie wrote this up, and dude, it's been amazing. So, like, all of our leaders get this, and so this is an eight week program on the life of Moses. So this will be our very first one. And so it's very simple to follow. Wow. And it creates great discussion. So we're, we're making so, it so easy. <laughs> here, so here's the question I have about this is totally all, but this is all like all my questions for you today. And, you know, are just like, I just want to learn from you. And so my audience can learn from you, but you have this vision and you're acting on it. If you don't know who Ryan is, by the way, I didn't even do an intro because I don't think you need one, but we're talking with Ryan Panay today. He's a founder of six different seven and eight figure companies, real estate investor. You've done what over 500 house flips. Now you have more than 500 apartment units that you own. You raise capital, you flip deals, you teach real estate investing. Uh, you have his, he has his own NFT and at times his hair is a different color. So if you don't know who this guy yeah. is, make sure you follow him on social media, doing a lot of great things. But what, what I've been most impressed about, man, is like, even you're saying this, you're running these other companies, but then you're, you're really building out a discipleship program. I've heard you see it talk a lot on Twitter about starting from the top, you know, hiring from the top, from the top and then going down. I mean, what is your, you know, when you get an idea like this, like, can you kind of fast track me through your execution process to be able to bring this to fulfillment? Is it really just kind of finding that, that one guy or that pastor to run with the vision? How do you do that? With this and any um, business organization, you know, whatever it is. I always write a business plan first and foremost. And so with this, I was like, okay, here's the business plan. 
here's what we are going to do. Here's the problem we solve. Here's, you know, the deliverables of what we're going to have. Here's the price, all that. And, and by the way, the price is like ridiculous. Like everything I sell is like pretty high ticket stuff. This is 600 bucks for the bucks. year. Yeah. 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 It loses money, like I said. So, you know, my goal, and people can just still join for free too. <laughs> you know, at the Bible studies and stuff. At the end of the day, it's just about getting people to Jesus. But, you know, I write this business plan and then I can identify because I've, I've started so many businesses. I'm like, okay, who are the people that I need here? Okay, I need a head pastor. I need somebody who's in like, I guess you would call it student relations. Um, I need somebody who's head of our events, who's going to set up all these events. I need somebody who's the head of discipleship on all these Bible studies and holding these leaders accountable and, you know, getting them the resources that they need. So, you know, I, I make a list of all these things. Now, that doesn't mean I need separate people for all these things, right? Some take more time than others, but it's like, okay, let me start plugging and playing people that I already know would be good for this. And so I do that. And then from there, I'm like, all right, who am I missing? And so you start to figure out who you're missing and you're like, all right, well, I ain't starting this thing until those roles are filled. Because if I start this without those roles, guess what? I'm running the whole thing now, you know? And I could, I could run the whole thing if I truly like needed to, but I, I don't. And so, you know, hiring a guy like Maddie who takes initiative to not only like, obviously be a great pastor and lead on the calls, but to create what I just showed you, I didn't tell him to create it like that. You know, I was like, Hey, this is my vision. Uh, we're going to hold Bible studies. We're going to have hundreds of these things. Um, and I want them all on the same curriculums that are applicable to business owners and entrepreneurs and, you know, family people. Um, these are the people that are going to be coming through wealthy kingdom. So can you create like an eight week curriculum? And, you know, we're gonna have to do this throughout the process. And so he's like, yeah, dude, that's, that's my jam. I love it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And so I'm thinking he's gonna like send me a word doc with, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hey, here's some passages to read. Here's some discussion questions. I'm like, cool, dude. He sends me this PDF. Like weeks later, he's like, here's the eight week study, dude. I hope you like it. And I was like, whoa dude, this is crazy. Like how in-depth that is. And when you read the exhortations on everything, you're like, dude, he put so much work into this, but that goes back to when you hire from the, the top down, yeah. the right guy, those results happen. Have you lost any opportunities since being more open about your faith? Like, I'm curious, you've always maybe posted photos about your Bible studies. I think I've been following you long enough to see that. So I think I knew you were a Christian. But you've also gained a lot more influence, dude, over the last two years than, you know, when you started your Bible study five years ago, you know, you're hanging with Grant Cardone and, you know, I mean, everyone like you're, you know, you're at all the biggest stages now. And then I've also seen you become a lot more open about your faith now, too. So what's that been like? It's interesting, man. I mean, I was literally with Grant last week filming in his office and, you know, we we're talking about um, faith and different things like in private. And so it, it's interesting that now because of my influence and business success, it leads me to talking to people like him and, and you know, these other people who are non-believers. And, you know, the thing that's interesting too is like, they respect me from a business standpoint or whatever the point is, right? Yeah. So it's like, if I do talk about faith or something, it's not going to be like laughed at or looked at. It's like, yo, I respect what this guy has to say, you know, let me at least hear it out versus you know, if, if you haven't had a ton of success in the business space or social media, it's like a lot of these guys won't give you the time of day, even though you're telling them the truth, right? You know, we're all preaching the same gospel, hopefully. 
having credibility allows you to reach mm-hmm. those people. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, God has uh, given me a different ministry. Growing up, you know, I grew up in the church. I, I always thought that one day I might end up becoming a pastor, but I, I always thought it was like just a normal pastor at a church. And it's like now my ministry is for sure, you know, the business world, these rich guys who, you know, they, they say it's harder for the rich to, to reach heaven than anyone else. And it's like, okay, who, who is going to reach out to those people? Because guess what? If you go get a guy like Cardone and, and switch him for the kingdom, man, that's like, like what Paul did, you know, you convert Paul and you see what actually happens from getting somebody like that. It's huge. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to lead, man. I I think Grant's become a Christian. You know, we got so many, I got so many people I know, like advisors to him, et cetera, praying for that dude that just believe it, man. I believe it in faith. Hey, I want to ask you, this is kind of funny. This is totally, this is like the questions that were going to come at the end of the interview, but we just went down this thing. So I'm just going to go straight to them. Okay. The Holy Spirit. Okay. So we don't talk about this much on the show, but I feel like, I feel like you and I have been kind of in a similar journey of learning about the Holy Spirit. Let me just open that up. Okay. Like, what have you learned about the Holy Spirit in this last season? Why has that been important for your growth? Like, give me the story, man. Like, (laughs) was the Holy Spirit weird for you before? And now like you guys are homies, like walk me into this. Yeah, dude. So I've been posting everything on social media about what I've been learning and, you know, faith, like I haven't held anything back, you know, things that are typically taboo, like speaking in tongues and healings and all this stuff. I I just talk about it. So basically this is my journey, right? I, Mm -hmm. I grew up in the church and um, I grew up in a Baptist church and then, uh, you know, I went to a non-denominational church. And so it was very, uh, I would say, I guess, conservative on the Christian side, you know, nobody's fainting or, or dropping at the (laughs) altar. Uh, I've never seen anyone speak in tongues. I've never, you know, people are very like, I guess, tame and respectful. And that's just how I've grown up. Right. Father, son, Holy Bible. Yeah. And you know, I go to the altar conference, like I was talking about earlier. And, you know, I just see the energy in the room, like, dude, this is great, you know, whatever. And it's, it's it's a normal event and it's going well. And then, you know, all of a sudden at the end, dude, I mean, after two days of this, you know, they start praying and doing altar calls. And one of those pastors starts speaking in tongues. And at first I was like, dude, this is so freaking weird. You know, what the heck is going on here? And, uh, he was like, dude, if you want to speak in tongues, like pray for it, ask for it. And, you know, ask the Holy spirit to come on you and just be open. And I felt myself being very closed and I felt like it wasn't weird what I was experiencing and feeling. And one of my, my buddies from Bible study who actually works for me said like during that time too, he felt like somebody was pushing him down to get on his knees and like humble himself, but there was no one there. It was Mm -hmm. like this force humbling him. Mm -hmm. And I just remember I I prayed right then and there. I was like, you know what, God, I don't know what the heck I'm feeling or experiencing, but I just pray that the Holy spirit would come on me. And if this tongues thing is legit, then, you know, I'm ready to receive it. And so you got to remember, I'm like a very conservative Christian guy. Like Mm -hmm. I've, I've, grown up listening to guys like john MacArthur, and you know i've been anti Bro, he wrote an anti-tongue book you know what i'm saying like that he's you know i know i know and right yep and i've read it and so i i was like very against it and then just like what i felt i just couldn't explain and so i was like 
I'm open to this. So anyways, long story short, like that event was like life-changing. And I go home to my wife and I'm like, Mindy, I got something to tell you. Like, this is really weird. Um, and cause her and I've been on the same page with faith all the time. I'm like, but this is what happened to me. And like, I don't know how else to explain it, but, um, it was just crazy. She's like, okay. And um, <laughs> like, okay. That- <laughs> like, are you on something where she interested? No, she, she obviously believes me. She's like, yeah. okay. She it's just, she's never experienced it. Right. And, um, so anyways, I tell her and I reach out to Maddie and I'm like, Hey, I want you to mentor me on this. Cause like, I don't know what I just experienced. And um, sure enough, he starts mentoring me on, on the gift, uh, the gifts of the spirit. And um, I start uh, reading books on the Holy Spirit and I'm sharing them on social media too. Yeah. I think and, I've read um, them all, bro. I mean, straight up, you start, you start, I was like, cause I was writing that same thing and you start posting these books. I'm like, well, that's, this is what I need to, I need to read about this. So, yeah. Like, and I, I was talking uh, to a lot of my Christian buddies about it. Um, I was like, Hey, do you speak in tongues? Like, is this really a thing? <laughs> I literally ask yeah. people that all the time now because I'm curious. I'm like, who's doing this? Who's not? <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of them said yes. And I was like, wait, what? We've been buddies for so long. You've never told me about this. And it was just like this thing that nobody talked about. And I was yeah. like, huh. And yeah. so I, I just start talking to all these people. And like, sure enough, like, the the more that I became open to what God could do, the more mm-hmm. that like my life started to change dramatically. And the more that, you know, obviously I started to become far more bold with my faith. And I don't think it's because I just made the conscious decision to be like, hey, I'm going to be more bold. I think it was the Holy Spirit saying, finally, you're going to allow me to do what I know I can do with you. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just like, I'm open. I'm obedient, whatever God calls me to do, he's going to call me to do. Um, I'm also a lot more, um, I guess, less critical. You know, I I know there's a lot of critical Christians who, once again, you get seen standing next to a guy like Joel Osteen. You're you're automatically assumed to be, uh, you know, a heritage right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I've asked guys like, I'm like, so what do you think of a guy like that? You know, polarizing figure in the space. And like before it would have been like, dude, you're crazy if you even like him at all. And now I'm like, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know what that guy's walk looks like, but I do know he's led a lot of people to Jesus, you know, one way or another. That's that much. I do know, regardless of if you agree with this theology or not. And then some will say, well, this theology's uh, you know, leading people to hell too. And it's like, look, I'm not the judge of any of this stuff. You know, like at the end of the day, that's God's thing, but I'm, I'm no longer going to discount certain preachers or people or whatever, because I've never experienced it or I don't understand it. I think that God uses different pastors and, you know, denominations even, you know, for different people and that's how they're going to get saved. And well, nothing I think going back to your, your original point, just being open, like you didn't come from that, but you saw there was something in the room. Like I... I think this has been my posture over the last year. Like if there is, cause I, I joined the same mastermind, you know, we've been talking, I've been telling you about, and you know, all these amazing successful entrepreneurs and a lot of them are more charismatic, I would say in their, in their yeah. expression of the Holy spirit. And I just was like, man, if there is, and these are great people, these are not weird people you know, they're crushed, they're head on straight, crushing it in business, all of this. And I just, I think my posture has been, and I think this might be all for anyone listening is like, if there's more of God to get, like, I want it, you know, like, why, and why, why is that a bad thing? 
right? And so I think that's been so freeing for me because like you come from a very closed mindset to that where I think now that I've kind of been able to get out of that a little bit and just kind of be in other rooms to your point is like, man, if there is more of God, why would you not want to at least pursue? And I feel like there's a lot of circles that it's like, well, no, you, you're not even free to kind of like explore. It's like, well, yeah, who, who said, <laughs> you know, yeah. so that's, that's been my journey into it as well. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been a fun journey. What, what it's also made me realize too, is like, dude, I mean, like I said, I grew up in the church, like I've read the Bible and and I've spent so many hours with God, like, and, and just learning and in fellowship and like, you know, sometimes you start to feel like, oh, dude, like, I mean, what else am I going to learn? Like, I've, I've read this thing, like, I've heard so many sermons. And then like, to, to, to see that last year, I was like, holy crap, like, nobody told me about this. This whole mm. thing is like, totally new to me. It made me humble myself where I'm like, wow, how much else don't I know about God or understand? Like, I've been, th I'm 33 years old at that yeah. time. And I thought like, I, I had understood 98% of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy, man. Uh, all right. If you guys came to hear Ryan talk about real estate or social media, sorry. You know, these are just <laughs> the things that we want to talk about today. I, and I know we got just a little bit more time here, Ryan, but I do want to ask you a little bit of real estate questions. And then I, I got another question I want to end with today because this is the kingdom, you know, we kingdom REI. It's like we talk about kingdom first and then, and then, and then if we have time, we get well, into real estate. Let, let me add something else about the kingdom before we get in the REI. You know, it's interesting too, right? one of the things that, you know, eventually led down this path is like, you start to realize there are people who are very um, divisive on like these two subjects, right? You know, for me, as I was building out Wealthy Kingdom, that was something to think about, right? Is like, oh, well, people are going to say like, what denomination, like, what mm -hmm. are your guys' beliefs and all these things? And it's like, you know, how do you navigate that? That that was one question I was asking myself before this. The second question I was asking myself that it wasn't even, it didn't even occur to me, but you know, some pastors were like, Hey, you know, like churches are weird about things like wealthy kingdom. Like they think a, a lot of churches think of it as competition, you know, like you're trying to steal the congregation and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? Like my goal is to get these people into Bible study and get them to church as well. Like, you know, I think we're gonna get a lot of people who don't even go to church period. And this is going to be their first like taste. And the reason I know that is because I've done it for five years and I've seen that that is the pattern. But nonetheless, I didn't realize that we might have like a, a competition problem. So I've really had to think about how do I make sure the churches know like we're a parachurch and we, mm. we're there to support, you know, what they don't currently have. And I want to get them to church and get them tithe. I don't want your tithe, you know, I want you to tithe and be generous to, you know, your, your local church and where you attend. So that, that was one thing that I had to like really learn too. And it's actually been really cool to see because, you know, we have a lot of pastors who are actually in wealthy kingdom. You know, they, they've just followed me and like they do real estate as a side hustle and they just love the mission. And I've actually like, we've only been open, you know, for a month and a half. And I've already had multiple big like opportunities to grow it with churches. You know, I had um, Saddleback Church reach out, Rick Warren's church and you know, I've got a call with their pastor coming up here and to talk about like, yo, I mean, they got like 20 campuses. <laughs> yeah, bro. That so would be, like, that, that would be an insane connection. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a Rick, Rick wrote the book, man. I feel like, I feel like, you oh, know, you oh, got dude. the wealthy oh. way book. I mean, that's, you're going down that direction, right. Of like writing that, 100%. that 
development, faith, personal, personal development type book. Yeah, no. And I love purpose driven life. The, yeah. you wanna, I recommend that book to everyone who's like on the fence about faith. Yeah. Like just read this book, you know? Yeah. But then, you know, I had, um, you know, Mark Driscoll DM me like two days ago. I'm like, dude, Mark Driscoll's DMing me. What, what's this about? <laughs> and, um, you know, once again, another divisive guy in Christian circles. And it's just like, you know, some people are going to be like, oh, well, whatever. He believes this or he said that. And then others are like, I love this guy. And I'm just like, I'm open to everybody, you know, yeah. like at this point. And uh, I've always liked the guy. And, you know, long story short, his team was reaching out actually about attending WealthCon. They wanted to send like 10 people to WealthCon, my secular event, you know? And I was like, this is interesting. And they're like, yeah, and we, we, we've seen, you know, this wealthy kingdom thing. We want to talk about that too. And like what find out more about what that's about and how we can, you know, potentially, uh, contribute. So it's been, dude, like, I don't know, man, I just put it out there and I'm just obedient. And like, I have not tried to reach out to churches or do any of this stuff. And it's just like opportunities yeah. are opening. And Bro, it's, I was just, it's crazy. It's you said it, wild, this, man. As I, I was, I was dreaming for you and just this little conversation, I was like, man, your local component though, I think makes this such a platform like a such an a open door for churches that like it would it would be silly for a church to think this was competition because of your local component dude this is such a proponent for the local church 100% that's sick all right real quick on the real estate yeah. thing what like what here here's my question on the real estate like i've seen you do a lot of different stuff right i mean you you're vegas dude you're buying in costa rica like you you syndicate apartments like <laughs> where we're at two questions how, how does your like strategy change in real estate given the type of environment we're in today like you know and i know you lead a lot of real estate investors where where is your your focus at and by the way guys real quick wealthy kingdom that is the website for them to go learn about that i want to make sure people yeah, know wealthy where to kingdom. go wealthykingdom.com yep. guys please 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 go check that out but uh, and i'll put that in the, in the show notes below too so people get a chance to that but just talking about strategy man of real estate how is that changing for you right now, just given where we're at in the environment? High interest rates, inflation, you know, prices crazy, hard to get debt. What's changing for you at this moment? You know, the last uh, six months of 2022 were really rough for everybody. You know, if you're trying to raise debt, it was super hard. Flips, we got crushed on because prices went down, people stopped buying. So, you know, that sucked. But, you know, now where are we today? Uh, at least on the single family side, I mean, it's super hot. Inventory's low. People don't really care about the rates. Uh, there's just no inventory. So flips and wholesales are going great um, for like new deals this year. We're still licking our wounds on some deals um, from last year that have carried over, but overall, you know, it's going fine. On the commercial side, it's tough, man, because obviously uh, values are tied to net operating income and such a big part of your profit is the interest rate. Yep. So getting deals to pencil is really, really hard. We haven't bought a multifamily this year and we've wanted to. We just, we, we can't get anything to pencil that, you know, we really believe in. So, you know, it's really difficult right now in the commercial space. And I've talked to other syndicators and they're saying the same thing, you know, yeah. raising's harder, getting deals to pencils harder. It's just harder overall. So for me, I'm not like super focused on commercial, at least this moment. Um, I'm focused on single family and, you know, continuing to flip and wholesale, um, continuing to, you know, one thing we did was start a single family fund. So, 
you know, one thing I was just looking at, I'm like, man, you know what? Why don't I just start keeping all these single families with investors? Why do why do I got to only raise funds for multifamily? You know, we already have this big single family, you know, machine built out here in Vegas. You know, I believe in Vegas for the next five to 10 years. Like, why don't we just start keeping some of these deals? And um, that's exactly what we're going to do. Mm. So, you know, we're, we're raising capital for a single family fund. You know, I'm buying in Costa Rica. That was an interesting deal. Um, I've been looking for like a second home for the last year. And, you know, I've checked out multiple places, you know, Cabo and Dominican and Costa Rica, Hawaii, like all these spots. And finally, I, I you know, I stumbled upon this, um, you know, these deals in Costa Rica. And I'm like, all right, this is the best. This is the best opportunity today, long-term, everything. And so, you know, uh, I put some land under contract. We're going to build a second home there. It's going to be great investment. Um, and I actually want to do some flips out there too. Like, you know, I think it's such a good deal that, you know, if we can go raise capital to do some flips, it, it can make a good chunk of change. Yeah, I've never been to Costa Rica. That'd be cool. Yeah. Real quick then, like in terms of investors seeking lead, like when folks come into your all's program and you're helping them leave their nine to five, let's just say that's the goal. How do you help them assess someone's listening? Well, how do, like if the goal is just, I want to get into real estate, I want to leave my nine to five. What might be some of the questions you're asking them or you would be asking uh, in today's market is that if, if, they, if they know real estate is that vehicle they want to commit to? You know, obviously there's a lot of paths in real estate, right? I mean, it's like you could do multi, you could do single family, flips, wholesales, Airbnb, like that, you know, there's a million right. paths. So the thing we always say is like, number one, pick one path. Okay, that's, that's, that's our first start. Um, for anyone who's trying to quit their nine to five, it's going to be hard to like jump into multifamily and do that. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of just learning how to flip and wholesale, because if you just learn how to find good deals, you can replace your income pretty quickly. Yeah. Find deals, learn how to find deals, just find deals, you know, and yeah. you could, you could find multifamily deals and wholesale them and make big money. So, yeah. you know, our whole thing is like, let's just learn how to find deals and then we'll worry about the exit strategies after that. So that's the main thing. Yeah, I always say the two most profitable paths, find money, find deals. If you can do one of those two things, man, you'll never be poor. No, yeah, you can syndicate and let other people find deals. And that's actually what we did, you know, in our apartments. You know, we didn't find any of the deals. People came to us with deals and we raised the capital for it. And, yeah. you know, boom, now we own it. Hey, you got time for one more question? Yeah, hit me, hit me. All right, so you did an episode not too long ago with Grant. And yeah. it was about becoming a billionaire. And I watched it and it was really interesting show because i saw like he asked you some interesting questions you know you were you would question him about like why i'd be a billionaire you know and he came he fired back with some stuff and i saw some light bulbs go off and like the episode ended and i was like man next time i talk with ryan i want to know like what happened after that conversation and so is that a goal like becoming a billionaire like did, what 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 was the post ryan pineda thinking after that episode with Grant, you know, and, and, and what, what, what's happening up here? I guess my question is, is that a goal? Is, is the billionaire status a goal? It's a hard thing to say, right? I mean, is like becoming a billionaire something like I strive for daily? No. Is it something I think can and should happen? Yes. So, you know, at the end of the day, right, money has never really motivated me you know, I'm much more motivated by purpose and enjoyment and fulfillment and everything else. And so it's like, I, I was actually mentoring one of our one-on-one students and 
was like, look, I mean, every Friday I go and golf. I'm making the conscious decision that I'm choosing not to grow my business for just own personal enjoyment and mm -hmm. fulfillment. You know, money has never been like the, the main motivating factor for me. So if it was just like, yo, become a billionaire because it, that's what you should do. You have the talent to do it. I wouldn't do it. So it now becomes, well, why, why become a billionaire? And that's kind of what Grant made me start thinking about. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, there's no need. Like, I have everything I want. You know, I'm doing good. Um, but what can happen if you become a billionaire is an, an, a whole new thing. And it's like, well, you know, obviously, you're going to have some kind of business that got you there. So you're going to have a lot of employees whose lives you can impact. You're going to have customers whose lives you can impact. Um, and then, you know, you having that new amount of wealth, I mean, what can you do with it? And it's like, man, I mean, if if I say I'm about building the kingdom, you need resources. And, you know, it's like, we're, we're all part of the, you know, the tree, right? And and we all have a different purpose for the kingdom. You know, some are called to be missionaries. Some are called to be pastors. You might be the janitor at the church, you know, uh, but, but there's definitely um, a call where people are meant to finance the church and, and, you know, these missionaries and these pastors and everyone else. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, if God's given me the ability to make money and, you know, I've already seen in my own life on, you know, not anywhere where I want to be, but like on, on a much smaller degree of like, you know, I've tithed a lot of money, you know, I've helped build, um, you know, multiple churches and, and different things I've given to, and like to see the impact that my money it's not even my money, but the money that, uh, you know, I was able to make and give, you know, to these churches and to see the impact they make now. I'm like, wow, if I don't make that money, like that might not have happened. It, that motivates me more than anything. You know, yeah. it's not necessarily becoming the billionaire. It's the results of what ends up happening from achieving that. So, yeah, I, I kind of like started to think about it a different way. And I was like, man, I'm kind of being selfish, like thinking like I'm good. And like, I've, I've done what I want to do because I haven't, I haven't done yeah. anything close to what I want to do. And, um, well, you see, when you see the capacity, right. And you say, I know I can get to this, you know, it's the question, man, is God, what it might be, you know, is that a good steward of that? Cause you have it. I mean, you know, and I think that's what was so, was so interesting on the show with you guys is like, you know, you're 34 years old, you could, you can become a billionaire in your lifetime, you know, and probably over the next 20 years, if you really wanted to do that. So it was an interesting question of just like, it's not a theoretical question, I don't think for you. And, and because it's like, if you want to get there, you can get there. And so that was, uh, you know, that, 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 that was what was so intriguing to me of just like, ah, I wonder what his thought process is, because you have the resources, the connections, the businesses to be able to go do that. Yeah. And look, once you make the decision, yeah. And that's a weird thing too, right? Like the, like for it to not seem like you're just crazy or stupid yeah. to say like, yeah, no, actually like it can be a thing. And yeah, it's cause not, like one thing to be in college and be like, I'm going to be a billionaire, you know, it's yeah. one thing to be like, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a but, to, but to hear it from other billion. Yeah. From yeah. other billionaires who are like, bro, I mean, like you have all the intangibles to do it. It's just going to end up being whether you actually want to do it or not. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, one thing though that made me start to think is like, okay, let's just say I do like the results of, you know, what being a billionaire can do, right? There's enough purpose and motivation behind it. Now you reverse engineer and you're like, okay, how would I get there? You know, you start to do the math and you're like, well, you got to buy a lot of real estate to get <laughs> to become a billionaire. It's probably not going to happen from real estate. You know, you look at 
all the billionaires in the world, majority have come from owning a business. So you start to say, okay, well, you know, what business am I going to own? Like, even when you look at a guy like Grant, you know, his wealth is not derived from his real estate portfolio. His wealth is derived from his 10X business that he has used to raise capital. And, you know, his billionaire status is also based on the value of his 10X enterprise. Right. That's where he's getting a lot of it. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, what businesses, you know, can really get you there? And so you start looking at multiples and things and you're like, okay, tech gets this multiple, you know, education has a very low multiple, you know, education's not really the way to get there. Franchises, these all have very high multiples. And it's funny, once you like understand like, okay, this is probably the path to get there. You know, it's, it's, it's starting or owning or buying into these kinds of businesses and scaling them. You're like, okay. I mean, the, the process itself is pretty straightforward. Now that I kind of understand that and it is like a target, I've been much more aware of like opportunity when it's in front of me. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, this is actually a really big opportunity. You know, like one thing is, you know, we're looking at um, a potential franchise opportunity, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to say too much about it, but um, you know, it's a fast casual restaurant. Um, they haven't franchised yet. And I could go into that business and um, you know, become a partner and, you know, really blow it up and start promoting it and, you know, building that out. You know, the math to a billion on a franchise isn't crazy. I mean, it's simply getting like, not simply, but if you can get like six, 700 stores open, the, the brand is, it's a billion dollar brand. And I know I could sell 600 stores. You know, if these stores are producing and making money, selling the 600 would not be hard. The hard part is making sure they succeed and, right, right. Um, you know, they're, they're upholding the, the core. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the hard part. Because you got to keep the so billion like, too. Well, you can't just make <laughs> the billion. You got to keep the billion, right? I was, I was just saying, you got to keep the billion too, right? It's not just making it. You got to keep it. Yeah. So- I don't know. I'm just looking at all these ways and, um, you know, you start to just reverse engineer how to do it. And like, do you have purpose doing that? Right. It's like, yeah. all right, you know, am I, am I going to do this, this franchise thing potentially because, uh, you know, I just want to become a billionaire or do like, I actually think we can make big impact with this franchise. Yeah. And it's like, man, look at what Chick-fil-A mm. is doing for the kingdom, you know, with their franchise. Yeah. They kill it. And they're, they're making money hand over fist, but the amount of, you know, love and everything they're, they're spreading at all their locations. is just crazy. Well, man, I think about how we started the show. We talked about how people will follow anything these days. If you have influence and whatnot, and guys, I, I've so enjoyed the show with you, man. I think, you know, we, we do, I spent two days in Hobby Lobby with David Green. And I think about what, what that guy stood for and how his wealth helped him shape culture and shape policy and shape government and, you know, I mean, I, I'm such a fan of you, man, not because of your business success, but because I see that you're really trying to be obedient in, in the face of an anti, you know, an antagonistic culture towards Christ. And, I, and, I, and, you're, and the Lord continues to bless. And so, you know, I think that's, that's a big piece of that. Like we need folks who, and guys, if you, when you're praying for me, pray for Ryan, because, you know, we, I want to see guys like us, like you, get there man and finish this race strong and be that influence because we need it right like who else is going to do it like there's agendas everywhere and if we don't have a pro christ pro kingdom agenda 
bro, you know, there's other, you know, you look around, yeah. you can see the agendas yep. happening right now. Everyone's got one. Yeah. And, um, a lot of these folks are really well-funded, man. Um, man, it's crazy. So dude, congrats on baby number three coming. Um, uh, have you said boy or girl yet? My wife won't let me say. So you want to announce it on the Kingdom Warrior podcast? For the I, if, if you want me to get divorced, sure. Yeah, I'll announce it. <laughs> uh, so y'all know though. Yeah, we know. Yeah, oh, that's sweet, man. What do you What that's are you sweet. gonna guess? Just you can make a guess. You know, I'm just such a big fan of the girls. Like I have both, and yeah. uh, I just I, I'm gonna say girl because I, I'm I'm such a proponent of girl dad. I know you have a boy and a girl already. Yep. So I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say girl. And I know most people say boy, so I'm gonna be counter counter. Okay. Uh, I I wonder if there's any um like I don't know those those face readers and if they know if they could tell how I responded. Yeah, I'm gonna like, go back and look at this recording afterwards yeah. and put it through that scanner. So yeah, exactly, hey guys, uh, please go follow Ryan. He's all over social media, RyanPaneda.com. But we one of the things we talked about today was WealthyKingdom.com. I know you have your WealthCon coming up in yeah. Vegas in July. Yeah, we got to get you out there, dude. Yeah, man. I'd love to be able to make one of these. I know my team is like, let's go to WealthCon. I'm like, yes, I, we want to get there. Uh, so uh, I want to make that happen. I want to bring our community out to your events too, man. So so oh, maybe- Well, if, if we're going to bring a whole community, we're going to make it very, very good, especially for kingdom entrepreneurs. So uh, let me know. And yeah, let's we'll talk. Let me, I'm going to get your dates this year and see what you guys are doing. And I'd love to line that up because I think, I think that could be a really powerful thing to come to together yep. maybe it's something we could even offer on this show of anyone who's even listener to the show can kind of be part of that community package too and bring a bring a crew i think that would be really cool yeah 100 percent. i think um where do you want to send them if anyone wants to come to WealthCon, uh where do you want to send them well, well for we'll now if they're there in july part. let's just send them to your the the landing okay. page for, for WealthCon. we'll we'll talk i don't think we have time to probably line up it for something big like that in July, but guys, you want to go get a taste. What's the what's where what's WealthyCon right now? WealthCon.org. WealthCon. Yep, yep. Com. Somebody already had WealthCon.com, and they they were like, "Man, we want ten grand for this." And I'm like, "Bro, ain't nobody." Bro, you know you paid more than ten grand for a domain. How'd you get? You got wealthy or something? Like your your brand is yeah. called Wealthy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually tried to buy Wealthy.com, but you know, I have WealthyWay.com. I've got yeah. a lot What'd that of cost wealthy you? domains. Uh, wealthy way was eight grand. Wealthcon.org. That was free. So that was just free or 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Impressed. I was like, yeah, I don't need the com. The free ones, it'll do. No, actually, I love that though. And that's so one of July, but I'll, I'll hit your team up about trying to plan something bigger where we can get the Kingdom Mario community out. That would be really cool. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Hey, you're the man. Guys, if you enjoyed this show, go share this on social media. Tag Ryan, tag myself. I know if you go tag us on Instagram, I've seen Ryan repost stuff. You want to grab exposure, you want to interact with Ryan, go uh, screenshot this episode, tag Ryan on Instagram, and uh, I'm sure he'll share that too. So guys, do that. Appreciate you. Ryan, thanks so much, my man. Appreciate you. All right, see you guys. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is... Listen, if you're a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to thekingdomrei.com to learn about our mastermind. If you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes, then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that. Cheers.